How many lions have they killed? I think the better question is how many people have been killed by lions in Chicago since we moved here? And none is the answer. Is that? Oh. Uh, <laughs> so is Chicago safe? I'm just saying that I think that our, the results speak for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and word's gotten out. And nature is coming back with the coronavirus, but we'll be ready. Hello, 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 and welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding, and uh, I couldn't be more pumped. It's Will from Marking Our Territory. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm just uh, thrilled to be here. Let me just go ahead and um, just explain a little bit about Will and Marking Our Territory if you have not seen or don't know him. I probably came across you like 10 years ago. How long have you been making your blogs and your podcasts for? Yeah, about 10 years. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, which is... Unfortunate, but yeah, well. <laughs> one of the first videos that Lisa ever sent me was uh, was your video that I forget the name of just it. Just a the, dog, the, probably. Yeah, the gist of it was like, you know, when your brother lost a dog, it wasn't how can you get a new dog; it's how could you not. Right, and I think that's. Uh, I mean, totally unintentional because my my blogs and videos tend to range the gamut from beyond stupidly childish to deeply emotional and it was more just me throwing things against the wall and you know for for better and worse some things have resonated with people some with others and then it's built itself up into this little niche weird thing and kind of the the sales pitch that I give people is that there's people like Lisa who are really good at what they do on social media and then there's mo- there's <laughs> most other people who are really bad and then I think I'm in like this niche area where I'm really bad at being good. And people are like, oh, I, I can identify with that. Because like people see like Lisa and people who are good and they're like, I can't do that. And then they see me and they're like, this guy can't even do a hashtag, right? Like I, I think I can get behind him. You have gotten to where you are because everybody truly loves you. And like the word is just a trickle. I just went, I just happened to have a patient that I went super viral with. So that's kind of the difference there. But like you your followers are so engaged. You have the best videos I have ever seen, but I have, we haven't described them basically. So they're videos of Will's dogs, two Ridgebacks. They happen I have to be back. Rhodesian Ridgebacks. <laughs> yeah. Which obviously you guys know we have, we love Chloe, love our Ridgebacks. And I, they're just the best videos in the whole wide. I love, is it just, it's called just a dog. Yeah. Right? Just a dog is one of the popular videos on the YouTube that's channel. That's the best. One. If, uh, if there's any dudes out there, I think out of our like, you know, many tens of thousands of listeners, we have like three guys that listen to this podcast. If you were one of them and you want to have a good, happy cry <laughs> while you're watching some puppies play. Yeah. If you need a quarantine this, cry, I got a few videos this for This <laughs> is the guy for you. I, and it's funny now that we're talking because like, you know, how sometimes like you just see somebody's stuff for so long and then you talk to them and you feel like, you know, oh, them? absolutely. Like, like, 
you're one of those guys for me that I've seen so many of them that like I I watched one of your uh, your video. It was uh, it was Penny's fifth birthday. Yeah, that's that's and another super popular one because dude, I was I was just ah, goddamn it. Will. <laughs> Tell me about God Penny's fifth birthday. I don't know if it, I've will. seen that. Yeah, one. I mean that's another popular one because I think uh, so much of social media is posting things that are perfect and things going right and you know yeah. or or things that are super well composed so i think people just appreciate whether it's silly or profound a little bit more depth and texture than they might get on a a particular like popular brand post what tell hmm. us a little bit about what we'll see on penny's fifth fifth birthday video i haven't seen that one yet i think oh so i mean penny is a savage penny mayhem. yeah penny mayhem is a savage and <laughs> it's like she's like a crazy dog not like marley and me like haha i'll you know eat a slipper she's yeah. like ancient dna will kill a lion and then go find his family <laughs> and go kill them like yeah, just like <laughs> absolute and i think she's the type of dog which is why a lot of Rhodesian Ridgebacks get returned because like if you get a dog like this they're like okay is that true yeah I mean I didn't know that a lot of Ridgebacks get sent oh, back oh a ton I mean Ridgeback Rescue is, well, is super active yeah, because I, of that so what will happen is like you'll get the puppies and you're like this is cute and then the teenage months come around and people are like oh I, I've made a terrible terrible mistake here uh, <laughs> let me give you your official intro, okay cool okay? he's a dog dad a human dad a YouTuber an Instagrammer at Marking Our Territory also the author of the book Rhodesian Ridgeback Puppies he is the 603,711th all time top selling author on Amazon Will mother Fucking Karen. Three time felon, two time acquitted. <laughs> no, all right, but I don't know where we're stopping. Buddy, 603,711th all time seller. <sighs> I'm not trying to brag I mean, or, you know, I just try and stay humble about my sales because, I mean, some are people you walk on into a helicopter right some now. Some people walk into the ice cream <laughs> shop and they got to look. They're like, you know, I would like to get anywhere from two to three toppings, but, you know, times are hard. When you're selling dozens of books like I am and garnering anywhere from seventy-five cents to a dollar twenty-five per book, those kind of Hell those yeah. kind of problems are in my <laughs> rear view mirror. So yeah, and we should also uh, let people that are considering buying a book about Rhodesian Ridgebacks know all of the other books about Rhodesian Ridgebacks, other than Will's, are written by Jeffrey Epstein. That's correct. Yeah, stewing in coronavirus as <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are pedophilic <laughs> carriers of disease. Correct. So, you know, make your own. Whatever. Yeah, you decide where your money goes. Make your goes. own decisions. That's fine. Um, yes, uh, and as you have now owned uh, not one, not two, but three, you've been father to three Rhodesian Ridgebacks, how many lions have they killed? I think the better question is how many people have been killed by lions in Chicago since we moved here? And... None is the answer. Oh, so is Chicago safe? I'm just saying that I think that our, the results speak for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and words gotten out. And nature is coming back with the coronavirus, but we'll be ready. Yeah, yeah. it is so funny. Like, you can't look up Rhodesian Ridgebacks without there being a video of, like, Rhodesian Ridgeback. Is it really a lion killer? Oh, like, there's so many of them. I mean, them. It's, the, it's the most and clickbait dog of all time. So clickbait. And if you, you look at all the YouTube thumbnails, and it's like a Photoshop of a Ridgeback, like, cutting a lion in half with a chainsaw. And I'm like, no one is going to believe this real. And it has, like, 10 yeah, million views. No I'm like, oh, so it's, 
Yeah, there's there's like paintings. So yeah. taboo. I don't believe yeah. in it. I well, don't. I don't no, think it's, it's so true. taboo. I, nobody can really. I there's, don't think it's so old. But I don't there's not think a single picture. There's paintings. It. There's old well, paintings. Have you seen anything? Well, yeah. I mean, the, it's also the the super common misunderstanding is that th- they didn't fight the lions. Like no right. more than a hyena like fights a lion. Right. What they did is they just right. had dogs that were crazy enough to chase the lion, and <laughs> right. the lions were like, "All right, well, we're, we're yeah. not going to fight ten dogs. We're just going to run away." And so. They're right. just super crazy endurance hunters that would either run the lion into exhaustion or run him up a tree, and then a guy would show up with a gun. Like that's yeah. I, well, <laughs> I I had also heard that basically, like the hunter would shoot the lion from afar. That I, I would always say, like, so ridgebacks are not aggressive. They were not bet, bred to bite because if actually they bit the lion, they would cost the hunter a lot of money and hide. So what they would do is and the hunter would— Right, that was would, the other problem. Would, <laughs> yeah, and the hunter would shoot the lion from afar and then keep— and then the ridgeback would basically bay the lion until the hunter could get there and finish off the Right, job. exactly. And any overly ambitious ones would get killed. Yeah. So they're kind of self-selected— right. Out of dogs who are you're like diving <laughs> yeah. into the maw. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> you're out of the breeding pool. Into certain <laughs> doom. Yeah. Uh, so take us through uh, your your childhood pets. How did you like get to the point where you are? Oh, God. I, the podcast might end here because we were, uh, we started as a 101 Dalmatian family from like <laughs> a, oh, really? a pet store, liver spotted Dalmatian was our family dog. Uh-huh. And liver spotted. Yeah, yeah. So, like old people's hands? Yes, exactly like it. <laughs> so, they have brown spots instead of black spots. And, uh, oh, really? That's neat. Yeah. Classic, uh, Indiana Bones was his name. And, uh, strong. This dog was everything that you would see in a commercial about why you shouldn't buy a Dalmatian at a pet store. Cause one uh-huh. Dalmatians like are also lunatics. And then we didn't like, we were not an experienced family, which is exactly what a Dalmatian owner should have. So yeah, it, it ended up being me and this wild dog kind of bonded together. <laughs> and then I think that it, looking back, that was probably the inspiration. Like, let me find another kind of crazy dog as an adult. So, uh, we had Indy, then we had a uh, Wheaton Terrier named Blitzen, and then didn't have another dog until I, I got Echo after college, who was my first Ridgeback. I saw in uh, in one of your videos that uh, I think it was actually goodbye to Echo. Yeah, and whoever you are, if you just want to, <laughs> if you want to get all field up, yeah. holy shit, watch <laughs> goodbye Echo. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that's- I'm telling you, one grown man to another. God damn it. Somebody was cutting onions in here yeah. when I was watching that one. <laughs> but, I mean, it kind of does speak to what you were saying before. Like, it's you're not showing the, the perfection of your life or your dogs. It's like you're you're really vulnerable in your videos. Right, and I think that that's part of a language that's developed only maybe in the past 10 years or so where people have a, a way to articulate the – the feeling of loss at losing a dog when before it was yeah. always uh it seemed like something that would had to be a quiet suffering or no, but a, it's it's the way that you articulate it you yeah. have just have such a gift i mean it's definitely a you thing i appreciate that but i think the reason any of it works is because it we're we're clawing at these feelings that are so difficult to to give life it's to. you will it's you uh, <laughs> yeah sorry sorry, so sorry hold on Come tell me, take me a little bit about back. though i yeah, invented feelings okay let's yeah. take it 
but so I'd love to hear a little bit about wh- how you chose Ridgebacks. I think you talk a little bit about that, yeah. and then maybe we should go through a little bit about Echo and like yeah, sure, yeah. So and to- also yeah. that uh, you said you got Echo at a low point. So if we can bring all right, those together. so it was uh, yeah. Obviously, as these things tend to happen, it was uh, an inflection point in my life where I had uh, I'd moved from a like a blue chip company in Washington D.C. to work for a startup in New York. The startup didn't start up. So then mm-hmm. I was out of a job and it was, okay, do I jump back on, try and get a job right away? I wasn't sure what type of job I wanted. And the only thing I had been certain about in my life for the past three to five years was that I wanted to get a dog. But it was always <laughs> wait for the right time. It was, I can't do it now. I have responsibilities. I have too many things to do that would I couldn't devote the time I wanted to the dog I wanted, which was a Rhodesian Ridgeback for some of the reasons I mentioned. I was really looking for short-haired, athletic, do-it-all, adventure dog. And it was the only thing I was certain about in my life that I wanted. So rather than do what I thought I should do, which was get another job right away, I did what I wanted to do and got a puppy. And this was when Emily was still in medical school and everyone else was saying, Will, this is the worst idea ever. And the only reason it was possible was Emily was saying, yeah, this is the worst idea ever, but I think you should do it. And so Perfect. because of her really was the reason I was able to get Echo. And so I was scraping, clawing, doing anything to scratch together some freelance money while taking care of this puppy and trying to find another path forward. And while I'm trolling freelance boards, I come upon something that says, hey, we're looking for someone to travel the country with their dog and write about it. No way. And I'm going, at first I thought it was an April Fool's joke from my sister because right before that, (laughs) I had put her number on Craigslist and said she had free German short-haired pointer puppies. And she got like (laughs) a thousand calls at her her office of people trying to pick up free puppies. So I thought she was getting me back for that. But it turned out it was actually... uh, an opportunity that was sponsored by Purina. And really? Yeah. So I went through a whole like series of interviews, writing tests, went through all this stuff. And then I was getting super excited, but trying to keep my feelings in check. And then I found out it was down to me and I wasn't supposed to see this, but it was like two other cute girls with cute dogs. And I was like, all right, well, this game's uh, up. Like, I, I can't compete with this. And, I, you know. I've had multiple auditions <laughs> for, like, for funny things yeah. that it was like, that they told me. It's like, we're either going to go with you, the funny guy, or that hot Asian chick with the big boobs. <laughs> like, well, it's been nice knowing you guys. Right. And I, I mean, I wouldn't have voted Good for me. Good call on those fake tits, honey. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have voted for me. Yeah. So I wouldn't have voted for me either. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, I, I didn't have a lot to the table. I was like, it just an idiot out of college. But for one reason or the other, I think I probably had the coolest dog of the three. So uh-huh. they were like, all right, we'll see how far this guy can ride on the coattails of this Ridgeback. And so yeah. originally that's how I started was I drove around the country with Echo and lived in a different city every week and Okay, wrote so about that's it. why there's pictures of you yeah, everywhere with yeah, Echo. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what we started oh, with. And then okay. so I did that for a year. So did like fifteen plus thousand miles around the country, living all over the place, just writing, blogging, and making all this stuff up along the way. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I started with a like a little point-and-shoot camera and 
like no video editing ability, nothing. My only operating was purpose was just like make it really difficult for them to fire me. So I had like this small contract, but I just kept like putting out like three posts a day and more photos. I was just like, make it really hard for these people to fire me. And it just worked uh, out where I started developing a following through that. And then I've just slowly been able to build it up over the years. So it was just sponsored homelessness. Exactly right. And <laughs> I don't know, like when it came time to do my taxes that year and I was like, where do you live? I was like, I don't know. I don't have a house. Dude, try being a grown man and uh, collecting unemployment. And they're like, yeah, what's your, like, what's your employer? Like, I don't know. I've had 85 of them this year. Right. What's your employer? <laughs> the IRS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good answer. Well, you, you're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. 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 I, I think all of our employer right now is coronavirus. And I'm wondering if it's a good time to take a little break and, and talk about a little talk about it. Yeah. What's Will knows the, the about happenings. this and it's why, it's why it's been so difficult for us to, uh, to make this happen in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I would love for you to talk about it. going to share a little. Um, so, and which is one of the reasons that I, um, I really wanted to do this podcast with nobody else but Will because I think he understands so profoundly and also Will makes me so happy. But this has been an incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, I, I'm basically living all of your worst nightmares right now. My worst nightmare, both of my parents were COVID positive and intubated and ventilated in Florida. Basically, Starting March 24th at 9 p.m., my dad was intubated in the hospital. And then March 29th, my mom was intubated at 1 p.m. and ventilated. Um, and uh, my dad is currently still on the ventilator. My mom, as of this morning, and things can change rapidly, which is why I'm so cautious, um, is extubated, but is still critical. So, yeah, I'm pretty much living living in a nightmare, but it's been learning how to cope with the trauma. And one of the reasons that I um, am also so thrilled to have Will on the podcast and say that I am really a fan of also his wife is that his wife is a doctor. Um, and she's heading up, you said, Will, the COVID unit for pregnant women. Yeah. So she's working on the, uh, the COVID-19 unit for, uh, the labor and delivery yeah. floor, which they've separated out, but kind of like we talked about earlier, I think what you're doing by giving voice to people's fears is super important because there's so many people who hear about coronavirus as a, as a news item, but to hear someone, yeah. Yeah. to hear a friend, to hear a familiar voice say like, this is, I'm living this. This is not a, a yeah. statistic. This is a, this is my life. And I think yeah. that that builds empathic connections that are invaluable. And, yeah, and that it's that is not like the quarantine is stressful for anybody, but man. Yeah. I mean, I, I was stressed about through. having to shut down my practice and that, you know, Richie is a, a comedian and the, all the comedy clubs are closed, you know, and we basically have no jobs right now, but with, that didn't even pale. I'm Doesn't not even thinking right. about it now, you know, because my parents are, I, I just need them to get better and um, just learning to just trying to distract myself and, and cope here. Um, especially, you know, it was like hard for me to shower because, I got I got the call that my dad was being intubated when I was in the shower. So I had shampoo in my hair for three days because I, I couldn't get back in. I mean, right. I was like so traumatized that I would miss another call or, you know, whatever it was. But like self-care has been really hard. Eating has been hard. Breathing has been hard. I've just been, you know, with a little bit of good news and some very cautious optimism and holding on to hope, I've been able to, I really wouldn't have wanted to do this podcast with, with anybody else. Um, and yeah, I'd love to 
hear a little bit more about your experience and Emily's experience too, because I'm sure she comes home and, you know, you, you I'm sure she's as cautious as possible. You know, she's now not a cookie baker. Right. And- yeah. I want to hear that also, but I just want to interject and you've heard me say it, but you know, I want to say it on here too. You have been amazing oh, in you. this, thank in you. advocating for your parents from afar and yeah, I, I, I really want to do a video um, of putting out the steps that you took because there's no way a normal person would know to take these steps and to watch for these things. And you've learned so much along the way. And, and of course, because you're you have incorporated this massive network that you mobilized <laughs> in this short couple of weeks of, of people and experts and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a great service to a lot of f- yeah. f- families when I, you put that out there. I am going to put out, uh, you know, a little bit about what my parents went through, what I think common symptoms are and what to watch for. I mean, I think, unfortunately, I think that the, um, I think the gist here, what I really want people to know is that unfortunately, you know, what they were saying is shortness, don't go to the hospital unless you have shortness of breath, shortness of breath. But a lot of times that shortness of breath doesn't happen until it's really too late. Um, it just happens so quickly for so many people. And um, it's just, it's important to really advocate for your own health and for the health of the people that you love. It's really important to be a good advocate um, and and just have like, um, just, yeah, just to, to be your own advocate. If you're not feeling well, something really isn't right to be able to say that I had to call the ambulance three times for my parents. They actually refused them two times to take them. And the third time they only took them because all of a sudden my father said, I can't breathe when he had never complained of breathing problems before. And they intubated him right in the emergency room. I mean, he just crashed that quickly. So it's um, it's so, so important to advocate. Again, I had to call the ambulance three times times. I was not going to let them not take them. Like that's, that's what had to happen. That's yeah. what happened. So it's, it's important to advocate for, but I, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you're dealing with it at home, Will. And then I would like to get back to dogs because we don't deserve them. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the elephant <laughs> in the room and, and yeah. Will is perfect because of this situation with his wife also. Yeah. I just, uh, so like bunch of different populations they're obviously highly concerned about COVID-19 with pregnant women so they've established separate labor and delivery floors for women who are COVID positive interesting the issue of course is that there's so many different presentations of the virus and so many people are asymptomatic that properly segregating and partitioning people into separate labor and delivery services is proving to be a pretty difficult thing. So it's a lot of it's punching at shadows and you realize that you're no matter what choices you make, you're you're at risk one way or the other. So it's just about both for Emily and at work and when she comes home taking pretty extensive steps to minimize that risk. And when it's something like this, it, I feel like it can be so easy to slide back into like ah, I'm fine, it doesn't matter which is why I think Lisa's yeah. advocacy is so important because it it puts a, a face and a voice and a, you know, a familiar name to this where you realize like, yeah, it's a pain in the ass to stay inside, but there are people out there who are fighting for their lives and it's, it's a worthwhile cause. And heroes, right. and heroes like your wife who are doing the work and putting their lives at risk. And I thank the nurses and the, the doctors every day when I talk to them and I said, look, I know you don't have to be here. You could say, 
fuck this. I'm not coming to work today. I don't want to do this. I've got a family at home. I don't want to put them at risk, but they are risking their own lives to save. I mean, and I couldn't be more grateful and I couldn't be. So please thank Emily for me. And by the way, how is, how is her hospital on PPE, which is personal protective equipment and stuff? How is she with that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it, it fluctuates so rapidly. So Personally, yeah. we you know, we put out into our own network and we scrape together just a small personal stockpile if everything goes to hell. But at least for the time being, it seems like Illinois will be able to secure enough for her, whether it runs out or whether it's sufficient will it's you know remains to be seen. Tell us what happened with Echo. Sure. So it was, I mean, every pet parent's worst nightmare is that I take my dogs everywhere. We travel together, travel the country. They come on vacations. Uh, We had a friend's wedding. So we were going to be gone 48 hours. So ran Echo and Penny at the beach that morning, like all totally fine. Uh, Gave them both a kiss, left, and then as our plane landed that night, I had like 75 missed calls. My brother had gotten to my house six hours after I left and found Echo essentially at death's door on the floor. And so he tried to rush him to uh, an emergency vet, but he was dead by the time he got there. And after, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, this was like late on a Friday night. So there was, it was just absolute chaos. I wasn't in the state and I mean, I wasn't in any state of mind, but after piecing it all together months later and talking with Lisa and a few other vets, it seemed like there was some likely culprit being an inherited arrhythmia that's somewhat prevalent in Rhodesian Ridgebacks, but there was no autopsy done. So it wasn't an official diagnosis. It was more of kind of a, a best guess. Yeah, it's a really creepy, I mean, just so, I mean, we felt for you so much. And Echo, how old was he again? Uh, He was not even six. Yeah, so he was, I mean, he was young. This was the dog that you did the blog with that, like, started your everything, right? I mean, he was was really what we call, like, your heart dog. He Um, was in your wedding. Yes, I mean, he walked down the aisle at my wedding. I mean, this. In a tux and everything. Everything. Yeah. GoPro (laughs) on his head. This is just such a freak thing um, that happens. And whenever something like this, yeah, happens, it tends to be in animals anyway, cardiac. In people, right. it, it would usually either be, in a, in a young person, it would usually either be cardiac or an overdose. <laughs> so yeah. uh, for him, I mean, you know, a toxicity, obviously, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't think that that's do, in question. Do dogs have but like heart there, attacks? So dogs don't have heart attacks actually in the way that we have them. Dogs are actually kind of evolutionarily advanced in that they don't get arthrosclerosis like we do. They don't get a buildup of like pla- like their arteries and plaques and stuff, but they do have, certainly have cardiac arrhythmias. Is that because they're not and, eating and fries or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chloe gets some yeah. fries. If Lisa has fries, okay. yeah. Chloe has Yeah, fries. yeah, yeah. Right. I wouldn't say that. So We're definitely not. On it. Yeah, I've done that. St- I've done that study. Okay. And, um, right. That's definitely not study the case. Of one. Like I said, yeah, yeah, and n of one. Um, and they're just evolutionarily advanced, is what I like to say. Huh, I like but, it. Um, but they do definitely have, yeah, sudden cardiac disease and arrhythmias and things like that. And it's just so. I mean, it's like the basketball player that you hear about. You know, that is like super healthy basketball player, and then all of a sudden dies while playing basketball on the court. Right? It's like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah there was um, that component. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there have been a few of them, but Whatever. Uh, 
don't want to be but, insensitive. Well, well, but is did there, Echo did have you, an echo and I and I guess I did you and autopsies on animals, which are called necropsies, by the way, auto meaning self, so it stands for human. That's why we call it autopsy, but necro meaning uh, not yourself. So it's an animal autopsy, basically. Necro is means there, did did you think about doing a necropsy at all, or yeah, did you not so, want to? It's, uh, we, it's complicated to do. I know. Right. So I was trying to. Uh, coordinate it from like the airport in South Carolina or wherever we were. And it was on 11 PM on a Friday. So, and my brother was also trying to figure out, obviously there's only certain universities where you can get it done. And so it was this game of phone tag going on until midnight, trying to figure out where we could take him at what time. And then the, the final word was uh, I spoke with another vet who I trust and she was like the likelihood if they start this necropsy in right. another 12 to 18 hours that you may find absolutely nothing from this and it may just yeah. be an entire mess. So yeah. trying to do all that and through the game of telephone, yeah. I was just like, I just want to grieve. Yeah. Just I, it, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not worth it. At totally. This point. Totally, totally. Were you the biggest fucking bummer at that wedding? I was the biggest drunk at that wedding. I, I'll tell <laughs> you really? that. I, well, I mean, so it was open bar. Yeah, I mean, I oh. I went behind the bar and just like took Fuck the nearest you. bottle. It was, I mean, it was everything that's unhealthy about grieving. So my, I mean, my my blog is all about the uh, the way you're supposed to grieve and all the you know good and Dude, true I, things. And then like yeah. I like I'm like all right turn off the phone, grab a bottle of Crown Royale and start spinning around grandma on the dance floor until, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> you definitely threw up that night. No, surprisingly not. I think the night... Really? The night... We also... We, we stayed at, like, probably the worst Airbnb I've ever been into my life. And uh, uh, I th- I was so out of it, I thought our host name was Taco. So I kept... Uh, I was in the middle of the street screaming Taco at, like, 3 in the morning. And it turns out his name was Tycho, but that's a side issue. But there was a there was a house party going on where they were filming a rap video across the street. Oh hell no! So I just like, are you in that video? I well, I I made that. I was in the footage for that video. I don't, I don't, I haven't scoured YouTube to know if I made the final cut. But they have. Yeah. There is aerial drone footage of a very drunk and sad white man trying to break dance in the middle of a uh, rap video in Charleston, oh South my Carolina. God. Dude, if you have to be in <laughs> public, uh, they, like I know how hard that hit you. Oh and, yeah. I mean, just open bar. Everybody else is happy. Wedding drunk oh, is was, the most perfect. Right. It was image. an absolute nightmare, but it was uh, as it should have been. Yeah, I'm picturing you like one step away from being as drunk in, as Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places when he's got the Santa outfit on <laughs> yeah. and he just pulls a stolen salmon out of his jacket. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah, I was I was beyond feelings at that emotion. Yeah, so that's essentially where I was. And then I came home oh, and tried man. to write these eloquent things and I was like, do I include the part it, about stealing a bottle of Crown Royale from behind the bar? I'm like, yeah, I'll leave that out. I'll, I'll leave that out from paragraph 1. Do you still have the purple bag? Yeah, it's now uh, my coronavirus mask. So it's uh, <laughs> it's really doubled up. Night- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's the little satchel right. hooks for your ears. 
Uh, Sorry, they just gave my mom her phone. What? So my mom just started texting us. Yeah. yeah. Holy she shit, this said, is the craziest timing. Yeah. She okay. just said, I said, hey, mom, we love you. You did great. Now put your phone away and rest. And that was today. And she just wrote, how is everybody waiting for phone to charge? And my brother said, hey, we're doing just fine. How are you feeling? And she said, yes, oh I got God. pulled from everything, breathing on my own. Wednesday and Thursday, pretty awful. Today was better. I said, great job, mom. We're so proud of you. I know exactly what you've been doing. I'm best friends with all of your nurses. <laughs> so that's that's what's happening right now. Classic yeah. mom asking it's about it. you first. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, mom, I'm not the issue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm Holy not going to cry shit. on this podcast, but I'm 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 glad uh, that is yeah, awesome. so they're, they're flooding her text. So, Holy fuck, <laughs> I, I guess they felt she was, I can't I guess she oh I guess they felt she was feeling good enough. I ca- cautioned her cuz she's got a lot of friends and so I said, "Please, I don't know who we should give her a phone this morning when they extubated her cuz they said she's got a lot of friends and she's going to want to talk to them all, but you know, we need her to get her rest." So, I guess they were feeling like she did good enough that she got her phone now. So, so we either is- Cut this podcast short right now or we go for six more hours. What's it going to be? Let's do it. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good. You know, we're still, it's still one day at a time here. Do you you have the ability to feel motions right now or are you just so? Me, it's so hard. I mean, just living in the trauma of, you know, my dad being, I mean, it's been 13 days that my dad's been ventilated and. And, and longer than that, that they've been sick and I've been worried about them for so long, longer than two weeks that I've just living in this trauma that I have learned that, you know, how, I mean, I really wasn't eating at all at first. I, like I said, I couldn't even shower after that. I couldn't breathe or think. All I could do is pace and wait for the next hospital call. But thank God. Richie's a great cook and I had so many people telling me, you know, how important it was to take care of myself. And I really didn't understand that at first, but now, you know, and I am lucky in that. I think I have, I am cautiously optimistic. You know, I know it looks like my mom is, you know, going in the right direction and my dad has been stable as can be right now in the last couple of days in the ventilator. It's been a real roller coaster, but there is something to learn about like, learning to deal with like living in a trauma after two weeks of it that um, is really interesting. And I don't know the psych. I would probably, I, I need a lot of therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to unpack this sure. in a lot of therapy at some point. But um, yeah, I mean, that's why we had this scheduled and we had to reschedule 50 times, literally just because I couldn't think. I wasn't leaving the house. I wasn't doing like <laughs> anything else. I just couldn't think and like had to talk to people who, you know, were supportive or people I knew in the medical community right. or whatever it was. It's like so nonstop of just worrying and thinking and trying to trying to take care of myself um, and and then the dog because that's really important. Um, Always. And uh, yeah, I mean. It's a great time to have Chloe. So yeah, so it is a really interesting time. The trauma is definitely not over for me, not even far from it. This is going to be life-changing for everybody, um, everybody. But um, but yeah, thank you for asking. It's going to be life-changing for you too, all right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Hopefully uh, yeah. not as exciting as your story, but. Right. I know. Exactly. I hope not for anybody else, but there is hope and there is great medical care out there. Yeah. On a somewhat related note, do you find yourself as a vet trying to talk to them with veterinary turns that don't apply to humans? (laughs) 
Um, there's one thing. I mean, I we mostly really do speak the same language. I know what the in, is. in a lot of states are actually calling for veterinarians to help. We've had veterinarians in New York City. My friends who are veterinarians um, have donated seven ventilators that they've used for critical care patients. Mm. So we really do speak the same language. There's only there's one thing that I've said. I know what it is. What? Chest rads. Yeah, how do you know? Yeah. <laughs> because she always says, yeah. we have chest rads, yeah. And then, then she says, oh, I say that every time. I mean x-rays. Yeah. yeah. But so, every time I, I hear it coming, and I then I know you're going to say, I say that every time. Yeah. Radiographs <laughs> are x-rays are I call rads. Right, right. And in human every, medicine, I think they Every just specialty call them has to have like their little lingo. Because I remember yeah. Emily. It's also cool. Yeah, Emily, rads is cool. Obviously. Emily was trying to talk right. to our vet about Penny Spay. And like. Uh-huh. They were just like talking, like just a little bit, like past each other. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking That's about? That's funny. Yeah. So, anybody that knows your videos knows that you have a, a a lovely young lady in your life named Penny. Yes. Okay. She seems very chill. <laughs> yes. The most laid back one of Cerberus's heads you'll ever meet. And uh, she's a the reason that, as I said, she's the reason that Ridgebacks get returned. She's uh, <laughs> just savage, primal, ancient DNA that uh, I... What does she weigh? How big is 60 she? 60 pounds soaking wet. So she is... Uh, really? She's even smaller than Chloe. Then. Yeah. And I mean, I, but you're getting su- super into the weeds, but she's probably a lot more... My mom's calling Ooh, me. Go talk to your mother. Yeah. Hey, mom, what are you doing? Oh, her mom also to uh, t- to get a, a good picture of her mom's uh, sp- spunky personality. She was asking about you, right? No, are you? Where am I? Well, did you hear that? Yes. I I said I said I said, mom. I said, what are you doing? You said, hey, how are you? How are you and Richie? I said, mom, what are you doing? I love you. You can't be talking. You can't be talking. I love you. She uh, said, they love you here. I said, I know the nurses. I'm best friends with all your nurses. She said, I said, I know, mom. I love them and I love you too. And you can't be talking. And well, I'll, she said, I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Classic mom. Hi guys, thanks so much for listening to the episode about my nightmare with COVID-19, which is still ongoing. Uh, A lot of you asked how you can help and I would just ask you to help me raise money for those heroes on the front line, the heroes who are saving my parents' lives. Basically, if we raise at least $5,000, that's about $2,000 N95 masks, which are critical for these heroes on the front line. You can go to maskahero.com. Again, that's maskahero.com. Go to the Donate Now button, the Sponsor Us button. And if you do make a donation, I would just ask that you write Dr. Lisa in the comments so that I can keep track of all the donations that we've raised. Anything helps. It means so much. Thank you so much again. So Penny, do you actually think there's some kind of like different DNA in Penny? Yeah. I mean, just in the sense that in the same way that the ridge gets selected for, I think there are certain natural qualities in any animal, human, dog, whatever. And whatever chromosome pundit square codes for just mayhem and lunacy, 
just all <laughs> doubled up in her. Like every recessive insane gene just <laughs> melded into like this Terminator dog who is, if you ever did have to go after a lion, it's like, I have zero, this big, massive, 100-pound hulking must just stay on the couch, Eat stay it. on the couch, bud. I'm taking this little wiry, just ball but of insanity, and we'll go get I seven lions. I also just want to impress, though, I mean, but she's not aggressive. Like, you have a little one, right? And she does great with the little one, right? Like a human little one. Right. I mean, I I, I can— <laughs> It's a baby. That's what you call oh, right. one of them. A baby. Yeah. Is it a— I don't think that's a technical term for the where his is it. Well, you would know, right? What's like neonate baby oh, child? Yeah, There's like technical terms, right? Puppy, yeah, um, toddler. I just puppy. Yeah, I just yeah, try and keep them human puppy. Yeah, no, but I I think Penny is more analogous to a force of nature, like right. Like okay. my children live with gravity, and they live with Penny. Like these are just two things that are, are immutable and exist, and. If they trip, they will fall down. And if they cross Penny, they'll sleep with one eye open. It's just like these are <laughs> Penny yeah. Mayhem. It's my most favorite name ever. Right. They just fit together but so well. Is she sweet to your kids though? No, so she she, uh, she just didn't deign to acknowledge the existence of uh Lincoln, my son. It was just sort of like uh, this is a non entity to me. It like doesn't affect anything in my life. And then, like, food started falling off the table. And she's like, oh, okay, I can work with this. I can work with this. And then uh, okay. and it was sort of, like, grooming him to be just, like, the food giver. And since we had Quinn, my daughter, she's come around and I feel like is way more comfortable and relaxed. But she's not my, – my other dog, Zero, is super doting. He's a nanny. He's a sweetheart. She is just like, yeah, you're another one of my servants and peasants, and I'll 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 direct you where you need to go, and you'll give me love. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have an observation. I've I've watched a lot of your videos, like I said, and there's there's one video. It, it might actually be her fifth birthday one, where it's just dedicated to her running circles around everyone, yeah. including like the lady on the <laughs> yes, beach. Yes, that's the, if there's um, one clip, that's her. <laughs> She tends to only run clockwise. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely a preference. I think she'll is she has the lean. She like Zoolander. Yeah, I think she definitely has Can a blue steel. There's definitely a blue steel aspect. I, she, she has the versatility, but it's kind of like you know you, you have a, a preferential hand for where your dribble goes. Or I think yeah. I, as look, I've looked through the All videos. Right, I, I don't it. think All she right. can do a Louie. I, I don't think I she's got homework. left in her. All right, I got my homework. <laughs> Nothing but rights. Right. I'm going to go through 10 years of videos. And I'll f- and if I can't find something, I'll just mirror it in uh, the editing software. <laughs> uh, what do you think would happen if a burglar walked into your house uh, I, with your two Ridgebacks? So I used to think that they would help them carry out the furniture provided <laughs> there was like food involved. They're like – but they uh, – I mean, I think especially since my kids were born, they've become way more just generally wary about any sort of intrusions or they're not uh, like in any way guard dogs. But I think if anyone saw them, they'd be like, yeah, let's let's try next door. Right. Yeah, and they both put on the yeah, big and they both have pretty serious barks in house. So if it came to it, I think uh, they didn't. 
they decide to pass. A fun thing about the uh, the ridge is for that people that don't know dogs, they think that it's their hair standing up. Oh, right, right. There is right, a, like, whoa, that's a pissed off dog. Yeah. Okay, so you have a, a another dog named Zero yes. who has been unmentioned so far, but we only have so much time on the pod. I think the best Third way children don't to get, get to know Zero <laughs> but the best way to know Zero also is an old-fashioned personality test. So, as you know as a listener, we have uh, we have compiled for you a Cosmo-style personality test, which, as my prophecy has come true, and I couldn't be any happier about it, uh, a listener has put together a chart of every dog's <laughs> personality that's been on the show. So yours will now be uh, part of that compilation. Fantastic. So, question one for both of your dogs. On the Kinsey scale, one being the gayest, ten being the straightest, where do they fall? Uh, I'm going to have to put Penny at a solid five. I think she's sort of like the asexual dominatrix type. Like, come one, come all. Uh, she'll punish you, <laughs> irrespective of species, name, you go. Just as, as long as you have the yeah, money. So she, yeah, yeah, she's just a solid five on the money. Uh, zero, you know, he's uh, he's fairly laid back. And I don't know if it's because he lived with Penny so long, but he's like pretty reticent around the ladies because she uh-huh. keeps him in check. But, you know, he, he has a few paramours or wannabes that he tried to go after that he's never successfully. He's a handsome chap. Yeah, he's a good-looking pup, but uh, always rebuffed. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put him maybe around a seven. Okay, but it's a seven, but the kid can't close? No, no game. He doesn't have any game. Gram ability. We know they're doing well on the gram. Where would you put them both, though? Yeah, zero is the, the prototypical... Graham star for Ridgebacks. He's got the big head, the perfect ridge, the the muscled body. So he he's probably up there for in the eight or nine. Penny Ooh. Penny just defies the the square of Instagram. So she's like <laughs> Penny's never touching the ground in any of her pictures, right? Yeah. Right. She she's uh she doesn't do like the the posing or like the preening and her most popular things are Instagram are just videos of her tearing shit up. So it's like, she's probably like a negative two, but it's just like, like me so bad that people just enjoy watching it. Nonetheless. Funny. Just the (laughs) energy just brings her up to a seven. (laughs) Uh, Okay. We know the answer to uh, this for Penny savagery. Yeah. Like, the uncontacted tribe that just shoots at people, that's Penny. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, An arrow in your Bible. Right, like, they, no, like, you don't even get close. Like, the ones where they just, like, sit, you're like, no, boom, like, just shooting you at it. Like, no questions. <laughs> they don't want to know what you're doing. They're just going to kill you. So that's Penny. Uh, Zero, he's like, as I said, he's a, he's a total nanny to my kids. He's a total sweetheart. But he does have... A little bit of like that alpha male, got to measure up, got to be tough on occasion. So he's probably, uh, he's maybe a three or four. Okay. But but your 10 is just like so different than most people's, I feel like, because of the, yeah. the benchmark and I think, of, <laughs> of Penny. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's her appeal is like, this dog should not be on Instagram. This dog should not be on planet yeah. Earth. Like what is going uh, on here? Physical stamina. Uh, yeah. Again, Penny off the charts like <laughs> this is like unfair no yeah for this and i mean we're not for her i would put zero up high but she just 
she smokes zero and then she picks another dog, smokes that dog. It's like, I'll go all day. She, is she full speed running the entire time that you're at the park? Um, I mean, you're at the beach. she'll, uh, she'll, 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 it's what it looks right, like. she'll stroll in, but she's the classic, like on or off. Like there's no, like, let's trot. It's full speed or everyone's dead. Like there's no in between. <laughs> like she stops when every dog has been broken and that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so she's she's off the charts for that, and then Zero is a pretty solid athletic Ridgeback, but he's a hundred pounds, so he doesn't have the stamina that she does. So he's probably I don't know, maybe a seven. Okay, problem solving. Uh, Penny again would be the leader of a street gang, so she would she, she's she's up there, <laughs> and then uh, she's figured out how to open all uh, like the locked dog food and. Zero's problem, oh, yeah. Really? Zero's problem, yeah. And I don't know if it counts as problem solving, but Zero's problem solving is just whining at me until I solve the problem for him. <laughs> so it's like a different kind of like he's he's either a two or an eleven, depending on he gets the same things that she he's does. He's an eleven, but yeah, because yeah. she does. Chloe does the same. You know what's interesting though? I'm gonna say something, and I don't know how you're gonna feel about Ooh. this, but Ooh. Chloe is mm-hmm. not really food motivated. It's is that it weird. It's rare for a Ridgeback, but they do exist. Yeah. They do exist. Yeah, that Chloe's not like super food motivated. She's finicky. She's, oh, she's I mean, very she's finicky. she's very motivated with certain foods that she loves, but she has gotten as she. I mean, she's always been, but she's especially in her old age, has gotten extremely finicky with, uh, yeah, with food. So, and which is just not common for Ridgebacks usually, right? Like yours. Yeah, just, I mean, that's why I think you end up, I'm sure, you know, as a vet, the, you often end up seeing overweight Ridgebacks because if you're feeding based yeah. on what a Ridgeback tells you they need to eat, it's going to be like <laughs> four right. dogs worth of food. Uh, exactly. I think it might have something to do with the fact that somebody feeds her from the table a lot. So she wants human food well, more than. Oh, yeah, I do. Don't get in the middle of this, Will. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a do, I'm a do as I say, not a do as I do, and I'm also a not a trainer. I have said this. I am not. I'm not a trainer. Uh, what a true doctor's a do as I say, not a yeah, do as exactly. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, I am yeah. not. Crack. I am not no. a trainer. <laughs> I have never purported to be good at uh, training. I just lo- kill her with kindness. Yeah, that is my ultimate uh, shield on uh, all social media. I'm like. You, I'm an idiot, so this is what I do, but... Like, <laughs> uh, street smarts. Yeah, again, like, Penny would be the leader of the Warriors, and uh, <laughs> Zero would be... She's going down to Coney yeah, Island for some exactly. rumbles and shit. Yeah. Zero might be, like, a, a background dancer, or, like, all right, just get, like, the handsome muscle, like, and uh, dancing in the background for the Sharks and the Jets. He would be, no, yeah, no he's the guy parts. that's snapping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just <laughs> yeah, but no, he's not getting the switchblade. That's okay. Been. All right. Well, nobody has ever uh, put it in those terms before. <laughs> but uh, special skills. Um, again, Penny is a bit of a magician. Where on multiple times she's ended up outside of our apartment, and then Ooh. like twenty minutes later, we've been like. Huh. And then we just open the door and she's there. So I don't know if, if this is sort of like a nightcrawler situation where she can teleport. Uh, Not like the Jake Gyllenhaal nightcrawler. That's a different guy. <laughs> but she's, uh, yeah, she's the, the cunny, crafty one. And then Zero's special skill is just his head being so big that 
he kind of leans you to wherever you need to go. Okay. An influencer. I hope not, Penny. I, uh, <laughs> a lot of, yeah, uh, P- P- I get a, she's like the anti-influencer where I think okay. she's like the, the PSA where I'll get a lot of DMs like, so how do I make sure I don't get Penny? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's so funny. So, that, yeah. so helping people steer away from Penny, I think has been one of my services to the Ridgeback community. And then, uh, <laughs> right. for, uh, what, to, what not to look yeah, for? Exactly. But how bougie are they? Ooh. I'm going to, Penny's, ah, they're both spoiled. They're both, they're on Instagram. They're, I'll, I'll give them both sixes, sevens. They, uh, they, okay. they live charmed lives, as do I. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't pay for my kids' health insurance. Yeah, that's pretty sweet in itself. Yeah. Well, you have two babies. How are their cock blocking skills? Should you have seven babies? They're comfortable. They're not, they're, they're both and also, the the more kids you have, the like you walk around your house naked anyway. You're like, it all falls <laughs> apart into chaos. So nothing's different than anything else. They're cool. At what point do you, can your kids not see your wiener? How old? You know, do you I think? know I've been thinking about that a lot. Like not in a weird way, but in a not weird way. Because I'm I still shower with my son, and I remember I took one shower too many with my dad. Like that was like one of my yeah. first my first memories, being like. Uh, this, yeah. Dude, we all remember our 16th birthday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that, that young. It's that weird young. that I can remember it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a kid anymore, yeah. Dad. You There's an old Norm MacDonald joke. No, Dad. <laughs> yeah. There's an old uh, Norm MacDonald joke. He's like, if I, if I have a son, I think I want to let him see my penis one time when he's about five years old, and I'm going to be fully erect. <laughs> That's the only memory he's ever going to have of my penis. Right, and it's but, uh, it's not a good memory, but I have it. So, yeah, <laughs> I definitely want to go earlier rather than later. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's better a, a day early than a day late. That's what Lisa always says. Mm-hmm. For pregnancy uh, Okay, well. About, about euthanasia. Oh, oh, sorry. All right, we're all over the board here. Okay, not about Will, pregnancy tests. you have been a fantastic guest. Well, every every podcast needs uh, that one episode that makes people grateful for the other ones. So I think that's what I'm going to They'll be like, you know, like, I really appreciate the points guy after listening to this Will Do talk, so. Hilarious. Uh, but it's time for a quiz, bitches. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Here we go. If one Googles Patrick Swayze dogs, they would find a picture from 1985 where Patrick has a Ridgeback puppy irresponsibly high up in the air and his other dog is staring up at it. That other much less awesome dog is a what? Standard Poodle, Maltese, Yorkie, or... Epstein didn't kill himself. I'm a listener of the show, so I think I'm going to go with Epstein didn't kill himself. That is correct. Yes, I knew it had to be right one of these times. I knew it. I knew it. I just knew it. If you ever want to go down that rabbit hole, I am there for it. Yeah. But uh, the other acceptable answer would have been a standard poodle. Ooh, okay. All right. I was going to guess Ghost Ride the Whip, but okay. Yeah. Will, if you want to get soaking wet, look up Patrick Swayze Dogs. Uh, The poodle's name was Lucas, and the Ridgeback's name was Kumasai. Kumasai is, of course, Japanese for, I have money now. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> okay. If you happen to have the severe fortune of living in a place called Palestine, Texas, you can get you some Rhodesian Ridgeback puppies right now on Craigslist. Oh. They are AKC certified and everything. All they ask for is a modest rehoming fee of what? $6, $60, $600, or $6,000. How greedy and stupid are they? Let's see. That's right. Me, These I'm, Palestinian Texans? Uh, I'm going to go... Ooh, the audacity. All right, I'm going to play safe and say 600 that is correct. Wow. Right. Oh, yep. I would have said six thousand because People I mean I get t- I get so many lemon puppies for from pet re-homing stores fee? for six thousand. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Six thousand dollar lemon dog. Oh my god! Most Fuck. of the dogs that are lemons, they pay a million dollars at the breeder, but then don't want to pay the vet. Yeah, they come in with a yeah. Uh, they're they're in a Bentley and they've got yeah. new fake tits and a new nose. And job. by the <laughs> way, let me just give a shout out to AKC. Um, uh, Certificates meaning zero, <laughs> meaning nothing at all. But anyway, okay. I was, okay. I was as I was writing these this, dogs I was have like, paper. This is gonna, just, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna, gonna say gonna go it means off. you can go on and print one out online. Anybody, anyone, if you if you want to make your husband AKC certified, you got it's it. A show dog walk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now that you got your aside yep, in, yep. I will throw in this aside that uh, there's another dog on Craigslist in the same place of Palestine. That uh, listed as loyal guardian Rhodesian Ridgeback dog needs a new home. Uh, that dog is clearly a pit bull boxer mix, <laughs> but it will only set you back a cool hundred and twenty dollars, which is a oh, very okay. that that twenty that twenty just means that they have to pay for something very specific. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, let's wrap this. Oh up. wait, hold uh, on. I don't already- know if it'll make the podcast, but. Lisa, do you ever get to a point of maturity where you can hear female <laughs> dogs called bitches and like you don't? No. Twill- okay. mm, I'm also not good with I like sure vagina, don't. penis. No, no, okay. no. It's, right. it's still funny. Okay, good. It's still funny. No, I, Especially yeah. a uh, a dog show I, when it's oh like, look at this Rhodesian Ridgeback bitch. Oh my God. No. I, I, okay, I just wanted it's to make so sure. Good. No, Lisa's at least a professional. <laughs> no I'm way. like, I'm a child here. No. And there are, there are like <laughs> people in top coats saying that's the finest looking bitch I've ever yeah. seen. And I'm just over like, <laughs> yeah. It's still okay, funny. Right. Look at the nipples on that bitch. I'm just like, oh my god! Like, are we all pretending here that this isn't just happening? Yeah. Okay. All right. No. Uh, uh, Will, you have you're playing with house money okay. right now. All right. You it's a pass fail. This is like Brown University. Exactly. Okay. It's easy. Once you're in, you're gonna pass. Okay. So third question. You. It's not even for the marbles. Just. Just. It's just near the marbles. <laughs> okay. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a sucker for interspecies animal friends. The San Diego Zoo. Cheetah and a Ridgeback. Ridgeback. Cheetah and a Ridgeback. Oh, Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Oh, we, we Chloe up. Oh. You don't even let me do my no, thing. No, no. You denied me of... The one time on the show, I was going to say red-ass baboon. But no, you had to be correct. This one's on me. This yeah. one's well, on me. I'm sorry. De- we can't deny that Will deserves dogs. Apparently. The yeah. Son of a bitch <laughs> stopped me from saying red-ass baboon, but he deserves dogs. Thank really? you. Thank Woo! you. This is all I have, guys. Please. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're the best, buddy. Thank you Please so much keep for making having your me. videos. 
Yes, yeah. and everybody I'm, follow you at Marking Our Territory, right? Yeah. Oh, God, thank you for saying that. I was so nervous. Um, like, everybody else who's been on this podcast has information about what they do and where to find them. I was like, oh, I should probably know, like, all this stuff, basic yeah. information. <laughs> like, oh, just go on the internet and Google Ridgebacks and... Like, no, well, dude, marking gonna, our territory, uh, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. anywhere else, Will? Uh, yeah, just markingourterritory.com. You can check out blog yeah. posts, essays, videos, all the, the good the dumb book. stuff. Get your book. Oh, yeah. Please, please watch Just a Dog. I mean, I just, ugh, I love that it's one so much. Yeah. Thank you. And also, just want to say thank you to Lisa for being like my big brother, big sister, <laughs> like volunteer person on social media who's always like, Okay, small child, this is how you do this, and I, I, I will take care of you and <laughs> get you out of the social media troubled too. waters. So I appreciate <laughs> that. And I was uh, so glad to hear all the great news about your mom. And in real time, Thanks. this is like the most riveting yeah. thing that's happened to me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, put that in your quarantine. Yeah, for yes. real. Yeah, this is this has been an emotional roller coaster. This sure one sure has. It's uh, been a special one. Well, we knew it would be special <laughs> with you. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, and uh, you guys know you can find me. Everything is at Richie Redding. I'm at Dr. Lisa Lipman. And thank you so much for listening. Right, we love you thanks, guys. guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. To we don't deserve dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.